Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap the Honda Classic, take a trip through the bear trap, dive into local logo drama, discuss tournament golf, and more. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast. I'm once again joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. How, how are you? I'm doing excellent, sir. Happy Sunday. Ready to roll. Happy Sunday. It was uh, um, not as big of a week in golf, I would say. I mean, it's competing with, you got March Madness going on, but we still had the uh, the Honda Classic at PGA National, which is you know one of the toughest golf courses in Florida on this Florida swing. I mean, it seems like it's just been a brutal swing for him. All these courses are hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tough course. Um, so, so like we were touching on, right. Not a stacked field. Um, and the tournament kind of just played out that way. Kind of a, I would describe a, a blah tournament. Matt Jones tore it up on Friday or on a on Thursday, on Thursday with course the, what, 61 course record. And then just kind of, you know, park kudos to him. It's a cash in the bank, right? Uh, yep. Easy win, but really, um, you have one person close today, and I think he shat the bed uh, somewhere on the front nine. And, and, and it, was, it was a five-stroke lead, and he just never, never uh, relinquished that. So, uh, kudos to him for, like we said, going wire to wire and dominate that thing, earning a nice paycheck. Um, Playing with JB Holmes all day when you know he's a fast player, Matt Jones. I was watching it today, and it. I mean, he didn't let him bother him at all. Holmes is so painfully slow. It's ridiculous. He doesn't even start his routine until um, it's like officially his turn. You know, they'll be waiting for somebody on the green instead of getting ready to hit then, even if it's his turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, then, and then on top of that, he takes hell along with his routine. Right. On top of not starting it fucking way before he should have. Completely agree. I wonder if him and Bryson have ever been uh, matched together. It could together. be a, a never-ending round. Um <laughs> No, no, no picks came through for me. Um, I see that you won our DraftKings, which is nice. Uh, yeah, it was hard to pick winners this week or top tens considering the field. I almost had one with Keegan Bradley, um, but my DraftKings, I ended up winning with this winning lineup. I had Lee Westwood who missed the cut and then went uh, Jocko Neiman, Keegan Bradley, Harold Varner III, Nate Lashley, and Streb. Uh all those guys except Lashley ended up under par and made the cut, and apparently that's all you needed this week can, uh, compared to the other teams that were in the DraftKings. Um, but I got to say, too, uh, like we're talking about Matt Jones on the 61. I really feel that on Thursday he just essentially rode that 61 over the weekend. Yeah. So he had, uh, you know, I think he shot par, like around par on on Friday. Same thing on on Saturday, and then today went out and played really well, uh, despite being slowed down by by Holmes there. And the course is playing hard. Uh, you got all the balls in the water there, like you said, or you put on our notes two sixty five. And that was um, and that was with uh, seven holes left. I saw it going up to two sixty nine by the time it guys were blowing up left and right. So uh, again, right, that's props to him for going out there, killing it on Thursday, and then just parking the bus, as they say in soccer terms, and. But you still got to play par golf to do that. So um, unless someone come and beat you, with clearly no one, no one was going to do. Yep. Yeah, 15, 16, and 17. They were really killing people out there today. Uh, 
Indeed, indeed. I mean that that course is tough. Just watching that, I, like I didn't. Wa- I'll be honest, I didn't watch too much of this tournament. Um, but having seen it from, they got to find something out with this schedule because mm-hmm. we're losing two really good tournaments. Um, the right. way it works out, and maybe I don't know if that's all just because of COVID, but this and and uh, Arnie's tournament should be like you know pseudo majors. And right. We're, they're we're, the way they are sandwiched right now in the schedule is kind of just cramping it. It's not fun. I want JT and fucking everyone at these tournaments competing to win Arnie and Jack's tournament like it used to be, you know? Yep. And that was, in, you know, the old schedule was the players came at the end of the year. So they were going back, right? Is players that, in May used to be. Used to be in May. So it was later on in the year. Yeah. So it was crammed in, It was crammed after the majors had happened. Um, right now, it's all alone. They wanted the, the strongest field to be attending there, but it's always going to be a strong field. Somebody's always going to be, or a golfer is always going to want to be playing in that tournament as yeah. opposed to something else. But you're right. It, it takes away from the Arnold Palmer Invitational and, uh, and this tournament as well. And they're at great golf courses, two really challenging golf courses. Um, and I feel like they deserve some more, a, a deeper field for sure. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, speaking of challenging, we were kind of talking about this at the range earlier this week, midweek grind session. But uh, I just proposed to you how do how do you how do you think you would do going through those uh, do, daunting holes of fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen out there? Um, well, one thing I noticed just watching these guys play and going over the course, um, it really punishes a fader of like a right-handed fader of a golf shot. Anybody who hits the ball to the right, lefty or righty, mm-hmm. you're a lefty. So if you drew the ball, it would be really more challenging for yep. you. I would yep. feel. Yep. But I do feel like natural faders of the golf ball have a little bit more difficult time, uh, you know, really tearing it up out there. And it just punishes you if you overcook one. Um, yeah, you need to be precise. I think so. I mean. It's two par threes is the main thing, and it's pretty much the same distance for both par threes, uh, but they're equally punishing with 17 prob- probably being the, the toughest of the three holes, I would say. Yeah, I would agree. So what would you do in terms of on, fi- on 15? So that's a, what, that's a, that's so, a par so, three, so 175 like, yards. Like, like you said, you know, in, in theory, I shouldn't be too bad with this course. Or, you know, I, I'm a lefty, but my natural kind of ball flight is a little a little fade with mm-hmm. my shots. Um, so, you know, 175 yards, par three, got some water. I would like to think I could just get a five iron out there mm-hmm. um, and on. But for me, right, knowing, I mean, the reality of this I probably pull a five iron uh, right into the water as well. Uh, you know, it's one of those shots. It's clearly one of those shots where it's like the water's right in front of you. You you, you set up and you're thinking not pulling, um, mm-hmm. not pulling your iron tee shot there, and inevitably you're gonna pull that thing. So, I think, like you said, you probably have a little more peace of mind at that tee, um, knowing knowing your ball flight and kind of what you can do there. But the 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 hook could be uh in play but yeah i would think a five iron and try to let it just kind of fade in right yep pray that i'm on the green yeah i think i'm doing the same thing in terms of i'm aiming at the center of the green five iron and if i hit a good shot it could be on the the front left center you give yourself that left left side yeah yeah and, um, if I, and if i miss uh short left is a chip and a par a uh, chip and a putt for par so yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking there's no ob there's no hazard there's no penalty that direction 
Um, unless I absolutely shank one into the water, I'm probably not going to do too bad. Uh, and I would gladly take a four on that part. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 16. Dog leg right par four with water all on the right side. Again, I, I feel that righties that draw the ball have an advantage uh, through the entire bear trap in terms of safety uh, from putting up like a really big number. I mean, yeah. It, you're not going to you're not going to get birdies but then again you're not going to get doubles or triples yeah I, th- I think really this whole if you can get off the tee without hitting into those bunkers that surround the kind of landing area mm-hmm. as for for an amateur i don't think that's too big of an issue for the pros unless it gets right. really windy out there but mm-hmm. if you can get through that you you know you've got a shot going over some water with your approach shot but if you can avoid the trouble on your tee shot in theory you know if you do everything right your homework you should be fine getting into that green and, and being able to hopefully get out there with, a, you know, a four or a five, potentially a, a three if you put a good shot in. But I think it's it's highly dependent on your tee shot. Right. Me as a lefty, I love that, right, because I can I can actually play the little power fade off the tee, which I like to do anyways. Right. And then what's the second shot? How far? Second shot? So it, it – uh, my guess, it's not terribly long, but pendant where you kind of end up with your drive. I was being expecting probably hitting like maybe like a 160 to 140 range shot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, middle iron and, and hoping to try to just aim towards the center of the green, right? And, right. And uh, hope that my miss leaves uh, is is not off right for me as a, as a left-hander or... Um, but yeah, hopefully I can just fade it off and, right. and miss to that little open space. Yep. I, I mean, again, I, I think that faders of the ball are are just punished along the bear trap, mainly because uh, I'm a right-hander that draws it for the most part. And I don't ever have to start in any trouble or yeah, bring trouble into play. Yeah, if you're a and you fade the ball here, you my gotta, ball will never gotta, go over water. You've got to aim all... You're constantly you're setting your target over hazards. Yeah. And so, but like at the same time, though... Um, for the right-hander where it's going to finish, it's, it's going to finish on, on the safer side most yeah. of the time. So uh, for 16, I think that, again, I'm right, I'm just aiming right center of the fairway and taking a shot that's going to be on the left side of the fairway or in the, in the left rough. And then again, I'm aiming center of the green, um, trying to hit as straight a shot as I can. If I uh, happen to draw it too much, it's going to be, again, dry. At the worst, it's going to be in a bunker. Uh, chip and a putt or you know a sand shot now that sand shot if you go too far I saw a bunch That's, of people hitting it out of that bunker oh yeah 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 into the water there, there it is right there is they just have it on TV right now all three of these holes if you're too far if you're mm-hmm. over the green you've got terrible shots coming back into the water um, or, or you know coming out of either the sand or a brutal lie and, and that can very easily roll right off into the water yeah, and I, I'm thinking uh, as well. It's either anywhere between an eight iron to a six iron, depending on on the wind and how good that first shot yep. was. Obviously, you want to go with the lowest club possible um, going into these greens as well. All right. Lastly, seventeen hundred seventy-five yard par three. Uh, some say this is the scariest of the three holes. Um, it's probably entirely I, over water i would a, say yes yeah <laughs> there is no it doesn't favor really anybody to, uh, how you draw or fade the ball at all it's, it's directly over water directly over water green is 
what are they the, like your prototypical kind of bacon strip green mm -hmm. so you got a, a long iron shot over water into a green that's not very deep but runs long um yeah right i'm, I'm pulling out a five iron and hoping for the best um it's just trouble anywhere uh there's that kind of little pocket that's uh open past the green but i mean i, I don't know Close yeah. your eyes and hope you can put your five iron on. No, otherwise, otherwise you're in for a big number. I would venture to say if you're a, not a pro. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking you, because you just you just can't be short here. You can't be short, and I'm gonna go five iron, knowing that it's probably gonna hit the green and bounce and go over. Um, if I hit it really good, maybe it'll, maybe I'll stick it on there. But I highly doubt it, especially how the course is playing over the weekend. Um, again, just trying to avoid the water. I'd rather be safe on my first shot and have a, a shot where I can get onto the green in two rather than just be hitting my third shot into the green. Yeah, and we're kind of like playing this out, you know, in our heads. No elements really added into it. So yes. th this, this is such a hard course, uh, especially as the, the wind picks up. Um, and, yeah, if you did tune in through the weekend, I, I definitely saw through – Early, I watched more of the first two rounds than I did uh, over the weekend, but definitely saw some poor shots and some guys struggling through here. Right on. Yeah, dude, we did not did not anticipate or include any of the the elements that are watching these guys out in the wind. It just it, it takes that makes on a all whole those shots new totally meaning. totally different. Yep, those bunkers, everything. So, um, really. I think our takeaway here is we're wrapping up some of the Florida swing. They got to, uh, we got to figure out a way to have better, better showings here as far as um, lineups on on the the uh, the field. Honda Classic yeah. and, and Arnie's tour or Arnie's tournament in the uh, Arnold Palmer. Agreed. Or Bay Hill, pardon me, PJ National and Bay Hill. All right, wanted to move on to some local drama going on one of uh, one of our favorite courses in all of california this is this is nationwide drama bro this is this is east coast versus west coast it is i mean there hasn't been as big of a beef since tupac and biggie i would say in terms of east coast west coast going on this is lakers celtics drama here indeed for uh those who don't know um Pasa Tiempo is one of the greatest courses in all of the United States, if not the world, located in Santa Cruz, California. It is an Alistair McKenzie design. Um, a little history on this. Uh, Bobby Jones played Pasa Tiempo shortly before he started the development of Augusta National, um, where the Masters is currently held and used the design of Pasa Tiempo as inspiration for the course design hired Alistair McKenzie to design uh, Augusta National mainly because when he played at Pasa Tiempo he asked who designed this course it's amazing I uh, this looks like something I want to do for my course down in Augusta um, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. this is this this place is historic and it's running into another titan of the golf world in Pinehurst um, and the drama is Pasa Tiempo has had one of the most iconic logos since 1929. It's, uh, it's a person sleeping under a palm tree wearing a sombrero. 
Passing the time. Passing the time and just relaxing and having a, you know, a nice little siesta. Now, the cradle out at Pinehurst has had, um, well, Pinehurst has the Putter Boy logo. Yeah, the Pinehurst, Pinehurst regular logo is killer. But you got to check this out. Go to our Instagram or go to Pasta Tiempo's Instagram because they have been calling out Pinehurst for the last uh, day and a half since they released since Pinehurst released a logo that looks all too similar to the um, Pasta Tiempo logo that's been trademarked since 1929, and the Pinehurst logo, the new logo, is three days old. So I just want to see, I mean, when you looked at it for the first time, did you think that it was too oh, similar or a ripoff? This, this, was, this is blatant plagiarism and thievery here. Uh, this is the Pasa Tiempo logo taken. Um, I, I saw all these bitchin' shirts that Pinehurst is offering to sell. Uh, it's a shame. Send those with... Uh, Send those with the Ohio State fucking regional championship shirts to Kenya to the <laughs> yeah. African kids uh, because you, you you won't be selling those cradle T-shirts uh, in our neck of the woods. Uh, nope. That's and for it, it, it's crazy. That it's two kind of iconic courses. I don't I don't know what the hell they were thinking. How do they not know that? How do you not know Pasa Tiempo's logo? They think it's probably they don't have like any PGA tournaments there. They can get away with it. I don't. I mean, I they every, just had the the uh, NC two A championships there. So I mean, I don't know what how that was overlooked. It's to me like I agree with you. It's it's too similar. I mean, they have the hat down over their eyes. The tree draping help, over the it. The tree draping over it. it I mean. It really does feel like it was completely ripped off. I was on Instagram earlier today, and, and I saw I saw that logo because I follow Pinehurst. And then I was like, huh, that looks really similar. And then I see Pasta Tiempo's social media crew calling him out, saying, like, we've reached out to him multiple times. There's, there's been no response. Um, you know, and just reading the comments is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just wild. Several posts, you know, they're commenting to people who are asking questions. Pasta Tiempo is <laughs> there's a bunch of people tagging Pasta in it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Anybody who's played Pasta Tiempo remembers that logo. It's a great logo. It, yeah, um, and and what's great, Pinehurst, like the original Pinehurst logo, is awesome. A little dude golfing, a little kid golfing. Yeah, so, putter boy. Uh, let's go, Pinehurst. Get it together. We know you got the cradle and that cool little short course. That's all awesome. Um, who knows? I'll, maybe you fly us out, hook us up. We change our opinion. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree. Answer, answer uh, Pasa's call. At least answer the call. Tell them where you got the idea. Maybe you guys can work something out. Yeah, at least, yeah, yeah. Give them kind of, yes, the, a tribute here. Uh, Cite your source. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I guess to a more somber subject, um, a subject I wanted to talk to you about was, is tournament golf. And I don't know, have you ever played in a tournament by yourself? Never, never. Well, as you know, your boy did for the first time this last weekend. Um, there was a men's tournament here in San Francisco at Presidio Golf Club. Huge turnout, 96 golfers in this tournament. Nice. It that's, was, that's, a, that's a good good little field there. Yeah. Um, 
And so I know you got some questions for me. So there's a couple things I just want to get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I'll, so, I'll move on after you go ahead and kind of lay out your experience. All right. So after some consoling from my lovely wife, um, I did not play well. I started off good and I ended good, but I learned a lot. And here's some of the biggest things that I learned about playing tournament golf. Because this is my very first tournament that wasn't like, oh, this is like a a tournament for like some yeah like yeah corporate event, event or something yeah. yeah 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 just playing tournament for the love of the game right so number one do not ride in a golf cart when you're playing tournament golf it is the worst decision you could possibly make and here's why it was cart path only out there and when you're walking um you have time to like think through your shot yeah, uh, yeah. You're walking up. You're getting a, f a feel. That's why I like walking even in, in, in general. In, in general, yeah. Right. But it couldn't be more important here. Uh, I was, it was cart path only, and I was running back and forth to where my, trying to find my ball first, um, and then trying to find the right club. Yardage. Get, getting the yardage and all that stuff. Uh, I felt like I was running back and forth between the cart and my ball all too often. I didn't have enough time to really plan out my shot. I felt like I was holding everybody up. It was already a really slow round. Okay. Um, and then even if it wasn't cart path only, if everybody else is walking, you're at a disadvantage. Um, I think walking is just is just the way to go because you don't have to move the cart. You can just walk to your ball. You can stand. You know, you're not blocking anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't gotta. Yeah. And so, like, you don't have to, like, like pull up ahead and, like, wait for people and all that. It was just so uncomfortable. I felt awkward the entire time. All three of the other guys that I was playing with were walking. Were a lot of people throughout the tournament walking as well? Um, yes. I would say three of every four okay. were walking. Hmm. Interesting. Second thing I learned, it gets very lonely out there when every shot counts. You don't get to move the ball. Uh, if it's behind a tree yeah, or yeah. on a root or I, I mean, everybody that I play with today had a ball that was like against a tree or something like that. They had to do some half ass like shot to just just, just to, to get out. Get it out and, and that's one thing that we don't appreciate when these guys are playing on tour, for example, yep. or like, you know, any type of competitive golf, whether it's like a local league or whatever, when you're playing the ball down as it truly lies, there's you know, no winter rules. Yep. Uh, Presidio had lift and replace only in the fairways, which was a great, um, was a, which was a great rule. Shout out to Presidio for that. Um, but it's just you're out there all on your own. Uh, yep. You can't. There's no one else to lean on. Well, you had your cart. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I, I leaned on my cart. Uh, but yeah. So there's you can't just pick up and take a, a double. Yeah. Or, or or a triple or move off this tree root conveniently. Yeah. And yep. 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 Um, it was. A lot of that, I lost. I lost three balls that I know for a fact weren't lost. They were just in the rough somewhere. But because my ass was in a cart, I had to guess where it was, try to find it, yeah. run run across, and all that stuff. And I, at that point, I was just in too much of a hurry from yeah. then on. Um, I mean, two of them were just barely off the fairway, and I lost them. And that's a two-stroke penalty instantly, unless I wanted to go all the way back and hit from the tee box, which. My decision was made once yeah. I left the tee box. Yep. Uh, so that's another. And you don't think that it's going to be lost because you're like, oh, I'm just off the fairway. Yep. No big deal. Another thing um, is it's very easy to post big numbers 
Um, like I said, when you're putting the ball down behind a tree because you don't anticipate the, the shot that you're on the tree where you, you just duff it and move six inches. And then or, you still have the same shot. And you have the same shot. Um, there's, it was, it was just like I was on an island the entire time after the first hole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, so if you have any questions to ask, and I know you got a couple, just hit me with them because I'm so ready to move on. Okay. From All this. right. So this is the, uh, this is, here we go. This is our first sponsored segment on the Sandy Pars Golf Cast. This segment is brought to you by at Strong Body, at Strong, sw- strong Body, Strong Swing <laughs> Instagram page. Uh, this is called Rapid Fire with Rye. So. We've got some questions. You've already touched on a couple of these, but let's hear it. So, so number one, best shot of the day. Best shot of the day was on the par three. I think it was 14 on the back. I hit uh, five iron to that green when we played. With, yeah, 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 yeah. And so redemption, uh, redemption, nice. So I hit, I hit the green on that one, uh, and I almost made the putt because the last time we played, it's a two tiered. Green, mm-hmm. you think that it's flat up top, but it's not, or it runs from back yeah, to front. Yeah, yeah, but yes, it yes, I, re- I recall. So I was just a shade on the fringe, so I didn't qualify for closest to the pin, which would have been closest to the pin if I just measured it oh. from where it was. So technicality, technicality. Um, did not make the birdie there. The only birdie I made was on eighteen, but uh, that was that was the best shot of the day. I hit it flush, nice. nice little push draw, right to left, landed. Uh, and just took a, a little bit bigger bounce than I thought. Cool. Worst shot of the day. Oh God, there's so many. Um, okay, on th- <laughs> on. Let's just go with on three. I uh, that short par four. Yep, yep, yep. I was uh, teeing up to hit a. I was hitting draws on the first two holes. First hole, I bombed a perfect drive. I was I was playing from the tips too. Yeah, yeah. On top of this, so. I bombed a drive down the middle on the on the first tee, set myself up, had a birdie putt on that one. Played started off really great. However, on uh, four, or I'm sorry, on three, I went to hit my draw and I did a little bit too much of a push and I caught that first tree and it just came straight down. So I had oh, so you had a long ways to go. Yes, yes, and then so the the rough was super. It rained a couple uh, nights. Yeah, ago. it was wet out there. So the rough was super thick and juicy, and so my second shot was out of that rough, and I just I hit it good, but it was just like a pull draw. Oh, I did the I did the same thing when we played there the last time. I hit that tree, and then just that rough is brutal, <laughs> and it was just like that after it rained. So yeah, that's yeah, that and it's whole, under the tree, so it doesn't get any sunlight. Nope, so it's no no nope, wet. It's just a mucky little little. Yep, that's a fun one. Yeah. Um. Yep. All right. Cool. Let's see. Uh, we caught a lift the day before. Mm-hmm. How'd your body feel out there? Getting the competitive juices flowing. So that was the best part of the day um, in terms of how, how I felt out there was I felt great. I had no stiffness, no tightness. Um, I did my the morning nine that you posted on Instagram. Lovely. Be updated this week. Nice. I, I do. I love that shit. Um, that was perfect for me. I felt good all day. I was really, I was crushing the ball when I hit it good. Um, I just couldn't get off the tee. I just kept losing balls. Yeah, and, and we saw that kind of coming from our practice session earlier I, in the week. And you're I working on, on some stuff from a lesson, too. So I don't think true. the timing of the tournament was, mm-hmm. was best as far as uh, 
your your swing goes. Right. Uh, let's see. Kind of going off that. How'd your how'd your mental game? How'd your mind feel? What was uh, you know? It's you're you're a competitive dude, an old, very competitive athlete. Mm-hmm. Old, your ex competitive athlete from back in the day. Right. Not saying you're old. Sorry about that. Um, good. I am. But but how how'd you do mentally and how'd you feel? Um. So I felt good in terms of you know I had didn't have high expectations going into it. Uh, and just getting out there and competing, I was I was mainly just taking it all in because the guys that I was playing with, you could tell that they have played in tournaments mm-hmm. before. So I was watching how they approached everything. And the I learned that taking your time, even though it feels like you're taking a long time, take your time. That's why I was talking about the the golf cart earlier. Yeah. Was if you get to your ball with just your bag and stuff, you don't have to move it or whatever, and you don't have to run across back and forth to the you green. Just focus on your shot. Just focus and how on you're your gonna shot. play the next shot. And so I was watching this guy that we were playing with. Uh, his name was Jakob. If you ever listen to this, Jakob, I learned a lot from you. Uh, Shout out, Jakob. <laughs> he said that when he gets to the green, he walks around the whole thing. I was watching. He's like, he, he walks around the entire green, and he's he, he didn't putt great, but he didn't have any terrible putts all day. Yeah. So he was he drained a couple long ones, but. Um, I'd have to say that, but that was my mindset the entire time was just, I'm, I'm going to learn a bunch today. Once I started, like once I started really falling behind and not started not playing well, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn as much as I can today. Cause I got to take something from this other than an ass whooping. Okay. So, uh, going off that, what, what do you feel was the most important thing you learned out there? Um, the most important thing I learned out there was to, uh, be accurate off the tee for one, because you're going to lose your ball off the tee more times than any other shot out on the out there on the course. Um, and then number two, I looked actually I looked at the results when all was said and done, and the winning score out there was seventy eight, and that's that's gross. that's attainable. That's gross. Yeah. So I figure I have broken eighty out there before. I'm not too discouraged. Um, I think what I'm going to take from here on out is I'm going to just play a little bit more. Um, tournament like when we mm-hmm. go out and play i'm gonna try not to move my ball you know out of a shit lie or i'm, I'm gonna put out everything i missed two one footers out there just because I, I went to go tap it in like we always do mm-hmm. and i just was a ball of nerves yep. and and fucked it up um i'm gonna do more of that uh take my times on that mark my ball so that was one thing that was really um a learning experience as well is mark just mark it every single time take your time if somebody's outside of you that is your time yep to prepare for your shot yeah so changing from kind of changing your whole mindset from kind of the casual round into a little bit more competitive and taking yeah. your time seems like yep um lovely lovely we'd like to thank our uh, sponsors for that segment at strong body strong swing check uh, them out on instagram and they also have a blog Blog well. blog should be dropping this week, and then uh, we'll update the Daily Nine. I'll post that to that Instagram, and we'll we'll link it to the Sandy Pars Instagram too. So, um, cool, dude. That's that's awesome. We're gonna go. We're we're playing uh, Silverado in May in a tournament. Yep. I'm gonna get involved in some more of these tournaments here um, throughout the summer as well. So, I think uh, I think overall we'll have some kind of cool insights moving forward as to couple of shitty golfers playing some tournament golf right really trying to get into that is is really tough right on dude all right let's jump into next week's tournament um this upcoming week's tournament we should say the wgc dell technologies match play at austin country club just a little blurb about austin country club 
par 71, 7108 yardage. Um, this is the fifth match play event for the Pete Dye design. Another Pete Dye design. It feels like every course in the beginning of the season is a Pete Dye. Um, believed to be the oldest club in Texas, uh, dating back to 1899. Um, Shout out Davy Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, match play, uh, top 64 of the official world golf rankings get in. Um, this is going to be a good field. It makes me understand why nobody was uh, really playing yeah. out there at the Honda Classic. I mean, this is big money. It's a WGC. Match play, the who's who are all practicing this for is, this. Uh, yeah, this is a cool event. This is a cool track, too. Uh, instantly, when I think of this track, I think of that. I want to say it's 13. That short, little shorty, par 3, right on the lake. Um, and, and you know, guys are always kind of... They're, they're, they're not par 3, par 4, rather. But they're going into that. A lot of dudes go into that with, like, woods, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the, the risk-reward, you got, you know, you're, you're, you're hitting... You can either get that green or you put it into the lake where all those peeps are having a great time out on Lake Austin partying on their boats. Uh, but <laughs> that hole, and then I think of, I believe it's the sixth hole, that monstrous par five on the front nine where these dudes bomb drives and they just roll down that hill. Uh, it might be six or, or 12. Both of those par fives always stick out when I think of this course. Yeah, it looks like another crazy risk-reward type course, which is... That's the nature of a Pete Dye course. That's a Pete Dye course. It looks like you if you you can go for it, and if you hit a great fucking shot, you know you have a chance at eagle here and there. You have you know a chance at some tap in uh, birdies, uh, but then you also have a chance for a big number, um, doubles, triples, or worse. A lot of water. It seems like most of these holes have water or like a crazy like craggy type. Yeah, which makes outcrop. the match play design. Uh, even more fun, you know. That's true, because you can go for it. You're not, you know, you make an eight and you lose. Yeah, somebody shoots it. Exactly mm -hmm. right. It's just one hole. So uh, that's that's kind of why what I that, what I like about this tournament. Um, it kind of the, the course and and then with it, with the match play format. Previous winners that you have here, you want to go through those? Oh, uh, so some of these guys, I think these are all good. these these are guys that are in the field. Um, so this is probably like the last ten years, Kucher being the oldest of those. So we got Kiz who won the last time defending champ. DJ prior to that, Jay Day's playing. He's won here before. Bubba's uh, not on there, but he's 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 playing and won here. Um, and then Kucher and McElroy. Maybe Cooch isn't in the field. I'm not sure. Kucher did lose to Kiz last year. Yeah. I know that. Maybe, you know, so he's, Kooch is probably, he's, he's probably always won. up in the top 10. He's probably in the 60, top 65. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so kind of, you know, you get a weird mix of, of uh, there's no kind of prototypical golfer that's going to win this, especially with match play. So, um we got a really packed, obviously, with the WGC event, but we, we've got a packed field. It should be interesting. I wish I wish there were the um, brackets were out right now, or the groups yeah. were out, so we could talk about that a little bit more. But We can post the, that on Wednesday. I will have um, – this will be a lot more exciting of, a, of a, a tournament than we had here at the Honda Classic this week. All right, three from the hip. Who do you got this week? Uh, all right, I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler. 
young gun. I think he's. I just dig this guy's game. So I think this this could be a, a, a good finish for him um, and match play. I kind of like choosing some of these younger guys coming in, into the match play because that's so much of college golf is match play, right? right. And so you have a little bit, not that, I mean, you're a pro golfer, so you got match play experience, but a little more recent kind of competitive match play experience. Right. Um, and then keeping with that, Matty Fitz, been playing great golf. Um, no reason to think that he's not going to carry that over going into this. Um, and then my last pick would be Abraham Answer. Who I believe tore it up here the 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 time ago, but uh, I, I, he's just a good match play player, and I like that he wanted to get it, go after Tiger and match play in the president. That's Cup. right. So so I I want I want that ferocity and that attitude. Awesome man, awesome. Uh, similar reason why I picked one of mine, uh, Cam Smith from the Presidents Cup. He uh, was was nails in that. He was getting fired up. He was really good that entire tournament. Um, so I got him as my number three. I got Victor Hovland just because he's been playing so good. How can he not? And he's notorious for having the doubles, you know, or, you know, a triple here and there when he's playing. Uh, or a quad. Or a quad. We saw the quad <laughs> at the concession. We saw it happen. Uh, yeah. So you can totally see that happening with him. And I, I feel like he's good enough to where he can win a, a more holes than he loses. Yep. Uh, based just purely on his game. And then my number one guy, just because we've had such a, a total, I mean, the previous winners, you can't you can't look at the previous winners and be like, this type of player. So I wanted to have one of the bombers, and I'm going to have to pick DeChambeau because he's playing fantastic yeah, right now. Yeah, he's in great current form. Um, and he has high-risk, high-reward nature about his game anyway. I see him going for some of those par those par Well, and the same thing, right? Worst case, he just concede the hole exactly. and, and move on. So Yep. Um, so yeah, I think, and he's been, and he putts well. Uh, I think that if he, you know, goes for it when he needs to, it'll be hard to put him away. Uh, you know, all his matches, I think will go down to the last few holes for sure. Yeah. Those are interesting picks. This is going to change up the betting too. Um, yeah, I don't even know. How do you do? How do you do? My guess is it's just going to be matchups. Um, we'll see. We don't, you got to know, figure out what the groupings are. And how do you do a DraftKings for this? We have a lot to learn here, folks. Interesting. <laughs> if I were you, I would follow at Sandy Pars on uh, at Sandy Pars Golf on Instagram to see how we're going to do this. Um, anything else you want to cover? No, we'll have we'll have the uh, whatever kind of gambling variations for this week for this tournament posted. I believe the tournament starts on Wednesday too, right? Match play, so we get three days of match play. Yep. What the hell? Why, where are the brackets? They should be out by now. I looked today. Two days of re- Yeah, it says it's usually... God damn it. They, usually they don't want on, us to win. They said Wednesday <laughs> they come out. I know they come out on Wednesday. Oh, so they're not... Well, they're playing Wednesday, right? Um, Or the day before the start Tuesday. of the tournament. So Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, all right. We'll figure this out. Uh, the picks... Our picks will be up one day prior to the tournament's kicking off. Right on. Should we wrap it? Yeah. All right. Tune in next week. We'll be back on Sunday. Oh, we'll be back on Monday next week. Uh, so podcasts will be dropping either Monday night or, or Tuesday morning. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we discuss the results from this week's picks. Recap the Dell Technologies match play dive into the LPGA's course setup issues, and more. 
Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.